Hello, stargazers. Welcome to 7th House Astrology, where I take a topic that is either astrological or a topic that is related to relationships and romance. I investigate it under the lens of Sinistry Astrology, otherwise known as Love or Relationship Astrology. I am your host, Sandra Misek, and I'm so glad that you guys have joined me for today. So Capricorns, all the you Capricorns out there, I have not forgotten about you when it comes to the chart of the moment. That is the topic of this week's episode is what is going on and then also from what is going on, kind of deducing the themes of relationships, what relationships are kind of going through right now, um, if there's some rocky patches, how to get through those situations, um, also highlighting the good things that are also coming up at this point. So as mentioned earlier, the sun is in Capricorn. It has moved from, you know, the very broad-minded and very uh, worldly sign of Sagittarius to that of Capricorn. So really with that shift already, what we should be seeing is a little bit more of wanting a stable and a very, um, you know, having fidelity in mind when it comes to relationships. Um, really the, the kind of the carefree flow that we had from last month, we're having some of that this month. I'll get to that in just a moment, but you know, mainly with that sun and Capricorn, we're kind of looking towards, um, solidifying relationships and really establishing that firm foundation in order to build up from there as well too. Uh, commitment, I think is really a big keyword. I, like I mentioned fidelity. Um, I think commitment is also another huge big word when it comes to that shift into Capricorn. Now, I've mentioned, um, unlike uh, last month, you know, we were, you know, last month, we we're kind of just um, seeing relationships being very platonic, kind of being casual. Um, in fact, I actually mentioned that those who like casual relationships, um, actually Sagittarius season is really wonderful. Um, but for those who still like casual relationships, this time right now is actually in favor with you as well, because uh, Venus is actually still in Sagittarius. Um, actually, when I first uh, was compiling notes for this podcast, it was Venus and Mercury that were in Sagittarius. They weren't conjunct. Um you know, just in that Sagittarius energy. So we began um, Capricorn season really with that um, kind of like a very broad minded and also in relationships that very, um, you know, kind of having um, platonic relationships that focus on platonic relationships. Now, while it seems um, kind of contradictory to the sun in Capricorn, I actually think it's really a nice pairing um, because sometimes we have to go through the platonic and the friendly in order to establish uh, commitment and um, in order to establish faithfulness and fidelity, um, which are the key themes within Capricorn. So um, really, there's going to be more, like I said, more of a focus for those of you who like to date casually. Again, this is still 
it's still going to be a wonderful month for that. I know for those who love to date casually, they, they think of fidelity, they think of long term, and they they think of an expletive and walk away. And this is not one of those months. Actually, I think this is a great month for you. Um, I think really more than anything, aside from just a casual sexual relationship, um, you can also establish ties and be friendly. I think actually before you even um, establish a sexual tie, at all. I think uh, Venus and Sagittarius is really kind of encouraging you to really build some friendships, um, even when you're dating, um, just to build some friendships and kind of maintain those friendships over time. Now, unfortunately with Venus, um, she is squared Saturn. And the first thing that I could think of, and this will seem like a contradiction of terms. So while we have this focus on platonic relationships, and we're focusing on become you know leading that platonic relationship into a more um, solid and a more um, uh, let's see uh, fidelity you know fidelitous uh, I don't even think that's a word but you know um, we're we're kind of leading into more solid relationships with the platonic relationship. Unfortunately, Saturn's going to put a little bit of their little of his little raspberry into the mix. Um, in the regard that, um, I could, I tend to look at Venus squared Saturn with, there's a lot of restraint on the relationships. So that freedom that we see within, um, Venus and Sagittarius is going to be kind of constrained and restrained a little bit. And that could be, you know, like say that you're dating, you might meet somebody who they want you to not, you know, engage with other people. They just want you to engage with them. Or um, you're with somebody who, you know, you really like them and you're really kind of torn with them because while you like them, they also want um, marriage in the, the horizon. And that maybe not, that maybe, that might not be what you want uh, precisely. So I, I kind of see these little things like the, the lots of restraint on relationships. Um, like others are possibly shaming you that you're not in a long-term relationship when you're not ready or somebody's trying to pull you into a long-term relationship when you're not ready. So the first um, bit of advice that I'm going to give for this season is really just, um, I know that when we're in relationships, we like to please people. We like to kind of just go with the flow. Um, we usually tend to think of others first, and then we tend to think of ourselves last. One thing I'm going to say with uh, Venus and Sagittarius, that's going to um, actually encourage you to just stick with your guns. If you're not up for marriage and like say that you are attracted to somebody who is that doesn't mean that you have to kind of roll over into their their worldview. Um, you can actually, you know, you can actually wait. Um, you know, you might be able to keep that relationship or, you know, really try to work on keeping the relationship platonic and then moving into that area at another time. You know, when you're when you feel like you are more ready or if it's a situation where you just don't feel ready at all. You know, it's just um, a situation where, you know, you're not, you're just not looking for marriage or you're just not looking for somebody to put restraints on you. Uh, maybe it might be due time, even if you're attracted to this person, it might be time to let that person go. 
Because the thing about Saturn is it can be a very controlling influence in relationships. And that person who's really insisting on stuff that really you don't want and causing you to feel restrained, that is a form of control. And stargazers, I have to just say that um, if that indeed is happening with you within relationships, you're much better off without that person in your life. And especially if they're encouraging you to do something that like kind of coercing you to do something that you're not really that into. I've actually experienced this um, just recently. Um, someone who I broke up with. So there's an ex who kind of loomed on my horizon. I broke up with him long ago, like in 2010. I dated him in 2010, broke up with him. I'd given him a couple of chances, which was a huge mistake in my 20s. Finally, when I was 29, 2012, I broke it off with him full blown. It's like, no, you know, I kept, you know, stating the, the phrase, oh, well, maybe our paths will cross. Well, we'll, maybe we'll cross paths. And my final um, statement was, or maybe our paths will go parallel and we can move on. And he really didn't like that. But, you know, he contacted me in 2020. Um, you know, we talked for a little bit, but he wanted to get back into my life again, 2020. Guess what? <laughs> just recently, he just emailed me. And uh, that's where I'm kind of, I feel like this is a great example of Venus squared Saturn. You know, he wants to get back into my life. He wants me to talk with him. He wants to try again with another relationship. He didn't get the cue back in the early aughts that, you know, it's not working for us. You know, he's a Scorpio. I'm a Leo. We just don't see eye to eye. His moon is in Taurus. My moon's in Libra. We really don't see eye to eye. We have different standards. We have different expectations. Whereas my expectation is to use my creativity to higher forms and also to make sure that I, I bring peace and stability into the world. Um, I think his, you know, aim is really focused more on really establishing a really good life for himself uh, monetarily and really just establishing a good steady life that way, you know, with monetary funds. Um, again, with relationships, completely different eyes. You know, he's more materialistic. I'm kind of more idealistic. We just we just don't mat mesh at all. Um, one thing that I'm feeling that I have to do with Venus square Saturn right now is just to stay true to me. Um, I don't want this guy in my life. I made it very clear that no was no. And so I'm actually showing no was no. I'm not responding to his emails. I'm not responding to his pleas to talk with me. Um, you know, I, I've tried to like, you know, cut bonds as much as possible. Um, because I know if he were to come back into my life, not only would he want a relationship that I really necessarily don't want right now, um, but on top of that, he would try to coerce me into that relationship or try to coerce himself into my life, which are two situations that I really can't have right now. So, I mean, um, like I said, I'm, I'm beginning to see this influence pop up. Again, Stargazers, would I just recommend stay true to you? Um, don't let somebody, 
cause you to roll over and to play dead or to just, um, you know, just do what they want you to do. Again, you're much better off without a controlling person in your life. I think you're better off with someone who can understand your need for a platonic relationship or your need for a casual relationship. And I think, again, too, with that said, um, with Capricorn's themes, it kind of goes nicely, you know, in order to stay in a very constant relationship, you have to get to know the person first. And if somebody is kind of speeding on the speedway, on the speedway, you know, talking about marriage, like on the second date, you know, you might want to rethink that relationship is what I would say. And you're, you're much better off with that in, in mind. Now, um, coming up to Mars and Capricorn, um, so stargazers, I'm a little bit confused here with the energy currently. So Mars and Capricorn, I kind of see uh, Mars and Capricorn being kind of like a, you know, it's kind of like Mercury retrograde or Venus retrograde being in Capricorn. It's a much mellower influence for Mars. Um, I'm thinking either Mars or either like Capricorn has an edge this year round with Mars being in it, or maybe it's Uranus retrograde, but I've been noticing a lot of people have been really angry lately, like really mad. Now, like say if Mars were in Aries or in Scorpio or in a fire sign, um, I would understand where that anger would be coming from. But in Capricorn, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of confused by this vibe here. I like I said, I'm kind of debating whether it's Mars or whether it's still Uranus retrograde that's causing this. But yeah, I've had a lot of people, it's like I'm going slowly um, on ice and I've had not only a lot of people follow my bumper, but also honk at me as though I'm blocking the intersection. There was one situation beginning of last week where, um, a gentleman thought it was really cool to sit in the middle of the street with a trailer and then roll his window down just to start a fight with me. And I think the fight ended when I said, yeah, can you move forward a little bit? But, uh, you know, and he ended up moving forward, which is what he should have done in the first place. But I'm just a little, like I said, it's just a little confusing. I, you know, the, the angry juice right now that people are imbibing, I'm kind of I'm kind of debating, like, is this Mars? Is this Uranus retrograde? What's going on here? Um, but, you know, with Mars and Capricorn, maybe it is giving Capricorn a little more of an edge. Maybe what I'm beginning to see, you know, what I am seeing with the anger is that it's quick to diffuse. So I'd say that that's Capricorn's influence with Mars, whereas Mars is instigating the fight. Um, you know, uh, Capricorn is quick to give the logic and to diffuse the argument really fast. So maybe that's what's going on. This, this contradiction of energies, um, but still, it's still an anomaly with me. But anyway, with Mars and Capricorn, the other thing that I start to look at is that there's a little extra drive when it comes to, um, prosperity and work affairs. I think this month is going to be that month where you're not only driving to be successful at work, but also when it comes to relationships, your role of bringing in the bacon, um, when it comes to, um, work and success, you know, having the amount of success necessary to bring in the most amount of funds to your family or having the most, um, success necessary for your own personal 
goals as well, too. Um, it's not just Mars and Capricorn that's kind of giving a little extra oomph when it comes to uh, prosperity. So like last month, we are seeing that uh, Jupiter is still squared Pluto. So there's still that drive to succeed uh, or still really, yeah, you know, that drive to succeed that much more. And um, what I usually would just say is I think this is between the two aspects, even though one is kind of a hard aspect, another one's just kind of an aspect that's that's just present. What I'm really seeing is that we're redefining prosperity this month, um, what it means to be prosperous. Now, I know a lot of people don't always like to go down this path. They always like to say, well, prosperity is where we're, we're earning money. End of story. That's it. And um, unfortunately, with prosperity, there's a little bit more than that when it comes to it. Prosperity could be, you know, the fact that you're around your family, you know, and your family is alive and well, and that you have a good working solid family system moving. Uh, prosperity could be, you know, that you're, um, you know, it's not just necessarily making money, that maybe you are prosperous in the regard that you're in a job that you like. Prosperity could be that you're in your dream job as well, too. Um, prosperity could be that you feel rewarded by your work or that you, you feel rewarded by something that is work-related um, that you can do within life. Um, there's a lot of definitions when it comes to prosperity. And I think it's it's those definitions that we're really kind of wrestling with and we're really kind of working out to see like which one really reverberates for us um, within this month. Um, so it'd be a good idea, like especially if you're like kind of having an I've you know, you're not alone if if this is the case. I've been having kind of the let me work, you know, the the constant from losing my dad and dealing with grief. Um, the one constant that's been playing out for me is just going to work and making myself useful, earning my keep and, you know, just really um, just kind of really um, making sure that I'm useful um, to my family currently. One thing that I've had to keep in mind is, you know, sometimes prosperity is the fact that I still have my mom around and I have two cats around, um, you know, or sometimes that I have a good support system around with my family and also with um, co-workers at work. Um, sometimes that's why I like to go to work instead. You know, there's a lot of good support there is what it seems like to me. Um, you know, and that can be a sense of prosperity, but I think just redefining prosperity from just having money and having the money bags in our eyes, you know, um, kind of earning more money and gaining more fame and more credentials. I think there's a lot more to it than that. And I know I'm still redefining myself. It's not an easy road that I actually inhabit. Normally, I don't really think about money. And normally I don't really think about prosperity, but right now I've kind of come to, you know, having a, I've come to having a different, rela I've, I've had to have a different relationship with it. And um, that's kind of caused me to rethink it a little bit more. And I think that might be occurring in your lives as well um, within relationships, like how to define 
prosperity. Um, if it's a really good thing to have, if there's something more that we can define and kind of working, working towards a, a good uh, common goal and a good end um, in that regard. So Pluto right now is actually at 29 degrees Capricorn as well. So that's another influence. I think maybe that might be another influence that's causing people to get really angry really fast, like drinking the angry juice. Um, the reason why I say this is that Pluto's at 29 degrees. 29 degrees usually indicates that a planet usually is a, a weaker of a weaker influence. So when we find um, positions of planets in our charts that are exactly at that 29 degree angle, um, that planet may not manifest or express itself as well as when it's in like first or second degree of the of the next sign. So with Pluto right now, there's a weaker influence when it comes to power, when it comes to transformation, when it comes to all the things that Pluto represents. I think what's really causing people to get a little aggressive right now um, and a little angry is that they feel like with that weaker influence, they could be feeling that loss of power. Like they're not really as in control of their life as they want to be um, within there. Now it could be that they've had to make, um, you know, compromises within relationships, uh, both business as well as romantic to where they're not really at the, the heightened throttle of their power. It could be like the gentleman who was blocking the middle of the street when I was trying to go towards Colfax in Denver, um, where it just seemed like he didn't have a ton of power because he had to lug a trailer to a particular location. That was just part of his job. He didn't have much of a say on that. So it told me that he was angered before I even entered the picture. Uh, for those who are following closely behind my bumper, it's, it seems like maybe um, there was a power struggle at work between that person and their boss. And so they're kind of taking that power struggle out by following my bumper, which, by the way, is not very smart. Um, if you are follow, if you are prone to tailgating or tail following, uh, if you should hit that person, that is your fault. Just so you know, that that's per um, Colorado state law. So if you're prone to that and you live in Colorado, I would think about tailgating somebody like two times, maybe five times. Because like I said, if you should even tap their bumper and like say they pull over and they call the police on you, you're at fault. You're the one who's ticketed. So um, just a little words to the wise in that regard. But I think with this 29 degrees Capricorn, with the weaker influence, I think the one thing that we can really take away with this is not everything, as much as we like to feel in control in our relationships and in our relations in life, control is not everything. I think what Pluto tends to remind us is how to transform our power hankering into something better and far more useful. So maybe like if you feel like you're in a power struggle at work with your boss, instead of maybe tailgating someone else, you know, in order to gain power on the road, maybe try something constructive. You know, maybe there might be a gym right next to where you work or really close to where you work. Go to the gym, work off all that excess energy, you know, that power monger, you know, it, it has to feel kind of angersome and frustrating to not have a lot of power. 
So I kind of feel my thought is either take like a kickboxing class or maybe work off the steam before you go behind the wheel. That way, you know, you're kind of, you're a little more in a constructive space and you're a little less prone to getting into, you know, my biggest fear, I just have to say, you know, while I'm kind of on the subject is that if people are too power mongering, there's going to be accidents, you know, out of spite and accidents made out of stupidity and not with full throttle logic and full throttle knowledge. So that's why I say kind of maybe work this um, frustration into something far more constructive, you know, like doing like, again, like working out, maybe you're the type of individual who needs to channel that anger into something creative. Maybe before you go and you leave the office for the day, um, channel that, that frustration out, like on a piece of paper or write something, um, to channel some of that frustration out so that again, you have a constructive outlet to get that anger out. I always recommend five rhythms dance too. That's kind of like my thing as well, along with kickboxing. Kickboxing is also awesome, but maybe five rhythms that, that the stuff out, um, it helps you to come, you know, while you're meditating on flow, staccato, uh, chaos, lyrical and stillness, you're also kind of moving through some of the issues that are blocking you up. Like you can kind of feel those blocks in your body and you can kind of move them out as well too. It's, it's a really, really nice dance form, but, um, I think that's a better use of energy than trying to get into fights with people on the road or just trying to get into fights with people, period, um, or trying to act past. What I'm also seeing a lot of with Pluto at 29 degrees Capricorn is that there's a lot of passive aggression. You know, it's, it's annoying, like how much passive aggression there is. So again, what I encourage you to do, if you're feeling at a loss of power or lack of power, really start moving that out. I think that's going to really work stuff out far more than just kind of letting it sit and stew and then you become passive aggressive. And like I said, I'm not immune. Um, I've been feeling this influence a little bit in my life. I've been feeling it primarily from the, the other individuals, especially guys in particular, who are getting a little passive aggressive, especially on the road. So, um, you know, just, it just kind of feels like, you know, everyone's kind of right in my face a couple of, you know, like there've been a couple of times in the last week where I just feel like everyone's right in my face, um, passive aggressively stating something that they'd like to state, but not really doing it. So, um, again, work the, the energy out constructively. I know I've had to take my own advice, um, especially today. I've had to take my own advice on that one. Um, so Uranus, is in retrograde until the end of this month. Um, so I think some of the angry juice situation is not just Pluto being at 29 degrees in a very weak aspect, but I also see that Uranus um, retrograde can also bring about a lot of things like impulsivity, you know, thinking that's really great to tell somebody off, like roll down your window and tell somebody off while you're in the middle of traffic, or you feel it's really great to do some stunt work in the middle of the street, or you really, really think that, you know, something that's really, you think in the moment that something that's a good idea 
is something that's really great to act on. And one thing that Uranus retrograde does caution us is to, again, pull back um, while this increases erratic behavior in us. Um, and I can attest to this last year, I think um, in the Uranus retrograde episode, I gave the example with my boss where he was just sporadically hiring people and not really thinking through um, if the individuals who were hired would be a good actual genuine fit in the department that I was working in. And so there are a lot of people who came and went and it was very, a very stressful, it, it kind of caused a lot of stress when it came to everybody else in the department um, because there were a lot of individuals who were just really not that mature and didn't have a really great work ethic. Um, they were there to just gab, not really there to do work. And that kind of caused a lot of issues. But uh, with Uranus retrograde, um, again, I always just say pull back. And really weigh your decisions like at least a couple of times through. Like kind of think um, the way I usually like to think about this is when I have to think of something two times or three times or more, I kind of call it chess thinking because in chess you have to think like two to five times before you move a particular piece. You know, where's your opponent moving? Why? Where can I move? Why? How can I move this piece? Is there a different strategy? Is there another piece I could move? Is there some way that I can threaten this person's queen or I can threaten their king and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, and I say that the same thinking needs to go into Uranus retrograde as well, too. Especially since Uranus retrograde at this time, um, it's in a nice, um, cushy spot with Neptune. It's sextiled. But even though, and also it's trined, um, the sun currently right now. So with the sun trine, um, everyone's a lot more broad-minded, adventurous, and experimental. There's a greater self-awareness that's going on with everyone. And then unexpected but positive changes on your life. Um, and of course, there's also learning of the occult, science, and or technology that's become a, of a heightened emphasis. This was according to Astrology King. But I'd say like the more broad-minded, um, adventurous and experimental side that's coming out right now in relationships. I think really the Uranus retrograde aspect, um, the broad-minded, the adventurous could be utilized a little bit more when it comes to the impulsive and really thinking twice, but before telling your wife that she looks ugly or really thinking five times before telling your boyfriend that you hate him or that you got the icks or something of that nature. Um, you know, really just kind of um, finding a, a better way to go about um, issues and to go about conflicts as well too. Uh, Uranus sextile Neptune is more of a spiritual awakening that we're all kind of going through. Um, you may be seeking answers that conventional religion or science can't answer. Um, you might be seeking something on your own path, or you might be seeking another path um, at this time as well. And what I would say is maybe also finding the more spiritual in the relationship or the more profound uh, meaning of your relationship and how that can be accomplished. Um, so Mars and Mercury are also squared Neptune. Um, so there's still that nebulous thinking that's going on at this time, you know, prone to daydreaming or just a lot of idealistic thinking. 
Uh, kind of like I mentioned uh, last month, I would say doing the EQ or emotional intelligence thing, um, you know, planning your projects out in 20 minute blocks. And then once you hit that 20 minutes, take one to three minutes to kind of do your thinking and then go back into a particular task. You kind of trick your brain into thinking that you're just doing a little bit of work and then there's more play um, when really you kind of get a lot of work done. And then there's you're also accommodating for your brain wanting to play as well, too. With Mars, this could also be another factor for the angry juice that's going around right now. The people, you know, everyone who feels a little bit more angered. You know, squared Neptune, um, it's, again, with Mars, it's lacking that oomph, that energy. Um, first off, it's in a very grounded sign in Capricorn. But secondly, it's squared Uranus, which is watering it down that much more. So drive may be hard to come by. You might have these big ambitions and big projects, especially when it comes to prosperity, but the drive behind it might be lacking and that might be very frustrating. Um, again, it's, it's a very logical and a very valid form of frustration. However, you might need to, you know, kind of take the drive in chunks you know, if you if you feel like you can't really do something in the moment, maybe there's a good reason for why. Maybe you've pushed yourself a little too hard in a given moment. So, um, you know, maybe just kind of pace yourself a little bit and you know, maybe just do little bits like kind of like the, the EQ model, kind of doing a little bit at a time and then do a little bit more a little later on or do do little bits at a time as opposed to just full throttle. Um, full throttling everything. I'm sure I, I actually, what I can kind of tell right now, um, this is, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of something that will last for at least two weeks, but with Mars entering into uh, Aquarius, I think that you're going to get a little bit more of an extra drive forward. So this is kind of a temporary setback, but I think you can, you know, you can overcome this. I think also in relationships, what could be a little frustrating is that the sexual sexual drive might be watered down too. And again, just, you know, take it, you know, tantrically, take it piecemeally, just do what you can. Um, and as I said, it's, it's a temporary setback. Um, when Mars moves into Aquarius, we should find something else in that. You might find a little bit more of an oomph, um, in a different way, but just that more, that more of that oomph, um, all the way around. And yeah, Mars is also trying to Uranus at this time. So taking on broader risks, attractiveness is soaring. Partners could have wandering eyes that they're not satisfied at home, which I thought was kind of interesting. So that could add to a little bit of, to a little bit of frustration at this time too. But I think really the attractiveness soaring and taking broader risks is really part of it. Just again, take those broader risks a little more piecemeally at, at this point. So stargazers, this is what I do have for the chart of the moment. I do hope that this was informative for you. Um, I, I know I always find it informative when I kind of take a look at what, what exactly is going on at this time right now? Um, so like I said, I hope it was helpful for you. I hope that it helps when it comes to relationships and just, you know, with all the relationships that lie ahead for you. Um, if you're, you know, experiencing some similar situations as I am, like with the, 
the anger and everything. I hope um, some points can really help as well, too. Above all, we are actually in a new moon right now. So all those stars, if you're not in the Denver metro area, all those stars are really heightened right now. Yeah, if you're in the Denver metro area, it was kind of a bummer last night. Um, we got a lot of cloud cover. And also we have those, we're kind of like Iowa right now. We're at negative three. When I was coming home, it was negative three degrees. Actually, it just went back down to negative four. So yeah, that's, that's kind of what's on the horizon with Denver. We can't really go out very much. But for those of you who have those clear skies, you could see the origins of astrology far more clearer. Um, you can also see, um, you know, like take a break. Uh, from all the uh, demands of the day um, by being more mindful of the stars above. Um, either way, as I've said, we, we explore the origins of astrology by looking up at the stars. And above all, stargazers, um, with the anger, the 29 degrees Pluto, you know, the Mars squared, um, you know, Neptune situation, um, just be very careful out there. Uh, you know, like I said, there are daredevils. There are people who are kind of, you know, itching for an accident or just itching to, you know, like pegging a fight. Just be safe out there. That's what I was just say. Be very careful on those roads. Also, stargazers, I really do hope that between now and next week, when I talk to you next, that I find you well and in wonderful, wonderful good spirits. And stargazers, between now and then. I will talk with you then. You can also become a Patreon to this podcast You uh, for at least like $2 a month. Uh, visit patreon.com forward slash 7th house astrology for more details.